What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the She vs. World podcast. It's your girl, Danielle, here. And in today's solo Real Talk episode, we're going all over the place, but it's a fun journey to be on. I am sharing with you guys some updates on life lately, what's going on with me and my personal life. I don't do that very often. And I'm also going into some updates on what I've been up to professionally. Mainly, I am so excited to share that I have been working with an educational platform, the Golden Experience Guide, to bring to life your hiring guide with one of my dear friends, Ashley Curtis. It is the comprehensive hiring guide that you absolutely need to grow your business, grow your team, and just work with people better. So I'm really excited to dive into that in this episode. I'm also sharing some podcast updates as it relates to awesome guests that I have on deck, really great opportunities for us all to connect with some wonderful women in addition to a fun little shout out that you will hear shortly after this and in the episode. Um, And then I'm ending it with just some final thoughts on the state of business ownership and business owners and how we're treating each other these days. But in between there, I'm also sharing with you some actionable and accessible contract and liability insurance tips and quick hits. So actionable and really digestible things that you can do for your business legal agreements today, right now, as soon as you're done listening to make them better, or also red flags that you maybe need a little bit of professional help and need to reach out to your favorite attorney me, to make them a little bit better. So this is a fun episode of some practical, practical and nitty gritty business stuff, but also just some life updates and a check-in of everything awesome that's been going on here. But most importantly, I want to hear from you guys. So please shoot me over a DM at Danielle Lotstead and let me know how you're doing. And if you're loving the show, of course, drop it a five-star review or maybe a little review with some comments so that we know what you are loving about the show and what we can keep giving to you. But without further ado, let's dive into it. This episode of the She First World podcast is brought to you by Cure Hydration. By now, we all know that electrolytes are a key tool in our wellness toolbox, and that most of us aren't just dehydrated from not drinking enough water, but we're lacking the vital minerals of hydration that impact our brain, our cognitive function, muscles, athletic performance, skin, elasticity, sleep, all of that good stuff. So I was first introduced to Cure in 2019 by my friend Tara, and I have been an avid user since. I am legit hooked thanks to these single serving packets that are great for me after a long run or a super sweaty workout, but they're also just wonderful to have in my purse in summertime. If I'm running around, maybe when we're naturally more dehydrated, they are a fabulous tool after wine tasting or a night out, you know what I mean? And I have friends who simply enjoy cure every morning with their vitamins to ensure that they're hydrated throughout the day. I really like Cure because it's made from all natural ingredients like coconut water powder, pink Himalayan sea salt, and it's free from artificial anything. Flavors, sweeteners, preservatives, colors. So it really is something that you can feel good about including in your wellness routine, and you can feel good about giving to your friends and family. If you're ready to combat hydration, try Cure today and feel the difference. Use code SVW, Shaver's World, for 20% off your order. And of course, let me know how you like it. Happy Friday, friends. Welcome back to another solo episode of the She vs. World podcast. It's Danielle, and it is the end of April, and I can't believe how time is flying by. I feel like I blinked an eye, and it was Christmas, and now it's spring, and it's like we're already planning summer. So... 
so here we are. <laughs> this is episode is getting released um, the end end of April, and maybe you're even listening to it and it's May. And I I literally can't believe like how fast this year is flying by, and just how much is going on, but also how nice life just kind of feels that there is so much sameness at the same time. I don't know if you guys ever feel that way that sometimes like it's really nice when life isn't busy or isn't chaotic or isn't changing. Like sometimes the mundane of the day-to-day can actually feel very comforting. Um, Maybe that's just me because life has changed a lot so much in the past six months. But anyways, this solo episode is a kind of a catch-up, a check-in, see how you guys are doing, uh, updates on things I'm up to. And then I also just wanted to share a couple top of mind legal things um, in the contract world, because I have been doing so much contract review lately and a lot of key points and things have come up that I thought it would be fun just to do a quick run through so that you could get something educational from this episode, but then also just to have some fun at the same time, because sometimes like we just need to have a little fun, right? We just need to shake our shoulders out and relax. So what's new, man, what's new with you guys? I want, I really want to know. I want you just to send me a DM after you listen to this and give me an update on what your life is, is looking like these days. I feel like for me, life has been on the day to day, like very same. Pat and I have been in a really nice cadence and routine with Carter in the months of March and April. And I feel like it's, it's like, we're good. Um, and then of course it'll change because we're going to start childcare soon and that'll be a whole nother shakeup to our life. But, you know, I feel like as soon as you get settled in something, something else happens. So in that sense, we're good. Um, I think we're going to try to take a trip maybe later this summer with Carter. Once we both feel a little bit more settled work-wise and just a little less burned out and crazed as new parents. So we are in the process of getting Carter his passport, which if you don't have a child or you've never had to get a new passport, you can probably fast forward through this. It's probably really boring, but it is the most insane process I have ever participated in. And I was also, because I'm a nerd, you guys know, I always, I'm like reading all sorts of websites and posts and all this, like getting a passport renewed right now is bonkers also. So if you're planning any sort of international travel this year, I would 10 out of 10 recommend knocking out that renewal now. Um, but just to like get an appointment for Carter to submit his passport, because you have to do all of it in person. It was like a two to three month wait just for the appointment alone. So we are still waiting. And then I think we're, our appointments in June and then it's another like two to three months to get your passport from there if you expedite it. So, so anyways, like little silly things that you don't think about that maybe you take advantage of that, oh my goodness, we're navigating. So I think like that's really all that's up in life. If you guys um, follow me on Instagram, you know that we spend our weekends just laying out by our pool in the backyard and we're having Carter in the pool. So that's been really fun. Um Kona is still so not interested in him, (laughs) like maybe kind of like getting a little more interested in just sniffing him, but it's funny. I'm curious if you have a dog and kids, how was that transition for your dog? Because I feel like some people's dogs could just not care. And it is all I wanted when I was pregnant was for Kona to be like the best big brother and cuddly and 
I don't know what I was thinking. It must have been all those hormones. So, so anyways, that's a personal life update. Uh, professionally, what's going on? Well, I'm really excited because by the time this podcast release, I will already have filmed it, but my sweet girlfriend and somebody who I admire tremendously professionally, Ashley Curtis, launched a platform called the Golden Experience Guide last year. And I had the great privilege of working with her and helping her on a few aspects of it. And it was just so fun to see it come to life. And it's going to be even more fun because Ashley and I are teaming up to create a course on the Golden Experience Guide called Your Hiring Guide. Now, the Golden Experience Guide, if you are new to it and you've never heard of it before, is an educational platform for estheticians that's providing advanced and continuing education from industry experts. So you have people who have you know crushed creating their own skincare lines, teaching you how to create your own proprietary skincare. You have marketing experts. You have those who give the best massage in the industry, teaching techniques and tips. You have companies and brands who have created luxury experiences, giving you their insider secrets of what makes a luxury experience. And so I was so honored when Ashley approached me about creating this course with her because Ashley has built a remarkable company and has hired some wonderful individuals and she's trained them and she's helped build careers. And I've been privileged to do a lot of legal hiring. I've been privileged to create people plans for companies, hiring plans, budgets around it, all the legal contracts around it. And then also on the other side of hiring is firing and people problems and whatnot. And so when Ashley uh, actually heard a podcast episode that we had done a few months ago on, you know, hiring and we had this idea. So we are going to be filming that later this week. I'm so, so excited to collaborate professionally with her. She's someone who I, I always talk about. I admire, I respect, I love. So Ashley, I know you listen to this show also. Um, I can't wait to see you. And I'm so excited for our hiring guide to come out in in like six weeks almost. I believe it's a June 1st launch. So you guys will hear me talk a lot about it. And this will be a guide that Even if you're not an esthetician, if you are in wellness, if you are a small business owner, I think you will get a tremendous amount of value out of, especially considering the price point. So I will definitely talk more about it. I will plug it so much more when it comes uh, closer to launch date, but it is something I'm really, really excited about. And we've poured a lot of our heart and knowledge into it. So I can't wait for you guys to get a lot out of it. Let's see. What else is new? Oh, new in the podcast. So if you did not fast forward through the intro, you might have heard that the Shiver's World got our first sponsor. What? I was really excited about this. Um, It's a brand that I actually do personally use, Cure Hydration. Shout out Cure. Been loving you guys since 2019. Thanks to my dear friend, Tara. Shout out to Tara for that introduction. Um, And I've just organically been using Cure, and it is an electrolyte powder. They come in single-serving packets. I love it. And because this is not an advertisement, I can say it's something that I do. I, you know, drink after long runs, hot days in the summer, by the pool, if you've been, you know, wine tasting or drinking the night before, 
Or if you're just feeling like dehydrated because maybe you've been running through your day and you haven't drank enough, which means you're just all messed up. And and so I've really loved Cure. It's been a great tool in my wellness toolbox. And when they reached out to sponsor the show, I thought, we did it, ladies. We got ourselves a sponsor. And, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm really, really excited for all of you to try Cure. Um, and also just to do any little hacker tool you can to improve your wellness routine overall. So yay us first sponsor. I hope you guys genuinely do give it a try. I think it's such a great, um, electrolyte and it's a great product. So 10 out of 10 recommend, um, podcasts. What else? Guests. I have some really awesome guests lined up for the, the, like this coming months. Um, I think we have them recorded episodes recorded with our guests through June or July at this point. And truly I, I am blown away by the caliber of women who I've connected with, who are going to be joining this conversation. Um, I'm so excited to have my friend, Laura Sinclair. She is the host of the podcast, This Mother Means Business. I did an episode with her sharing my three-month postpartum experience, and it was really beautiful and powerful. And uh, her reel went viral. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, shoot me a DM, I'll send it to you. But she she made a reel of our conversation and it went viral. So go us, go Laura. Um, And let's see. Laura is a business coach. She has a very similar background that I do as she was a gym owner. She was in corporate PR. Um, and she's now coaching and serving clients and she is just such a cool wealth of knowledge. So I have Laura Sinclair coming on Stacy Millard, who is an accountant by trade. I know you guys would love that. She's a financial expert, but she is also a business coach and she is also working with business owners as a fractional CFO. So she really pours into her people from the money side, the ROI side. Stacy is also a mother. She also owns a company called Love Empowered Co. And it's all about positive affirmations and discussions with our little ones and within our families. So, you know, I went out and bought like 17 of her products. They're super cool. I'll share more about them on my IG when they arrive. Um, so super excited for Stacy. Let's see Mallory Rowan. She is a badass in the online space. She is a financial burnout expert. She is a contributor to her first 100 K, which is an amazing financial platform for women. She is also the owner of a real estate agency, a social media marketing company. Mallory is just probably one of the smartest women I've talked to in a long time. And I don't say that lightly. She's a good head on her shoulder. She's good business acumen. Um, she's just cool. So super excited for you guys to hear from her. Uh, my friend, Sarah Jansell, who is a Shopify expert for any of you who sell products on Shopify, you are definitely going to want to hear this episode because she talks a lot about e-commerce websites, using integrations to help you sell better online. I have worked on projects with Sarah. So I actually met Sarah on a project I was working on last year. She is the real deal. You're going to love her. And then my girlfriend, Christy Westerfeld, who I have known since college, freshman year of college. She is also an attorney. She is a mama of two littles and she specializes in trademark. So she's going to talk all about trademark, IP, copyright, everything you need to know about your business that you ask me. And I say, I don't know. I don't touch trademark. Christy touches trademark. So, so anyways, those are just five women off the top of my head. Um, I know we have more 
these are just conversations that we've had very recently. So they're very top of mind. I'm super duper excited for us to, to just build this table and continue to grow this community. And if you have somebody, you know, who would make a great contribution to the show as always, please, please, please let me know, please introduce us. I would love to have them on. I would love to interview them. I would love to get to hear their story and also promote all of what they're doing. So don't be shy even if it's yourself, I want to hear from you. Um, and yeah, so I'm really, really excited about the guests we have. I'm really grateful for the growth of this podcast. I'm really touched by it. I love this medium. Um, I was talking to somebody recently about podcasts and I said, it is the favorite, my favorite thing that I do. I've always had a love hate relationship with Instagram. So I think Instagram has a love hate relationship with me. It's like energy, right? What we put back, what we put out, the universe gives us back. But I feel like podcasting is somewhere I feel very comfortable and I feel very confident in, and I feel very, um, like this community is so reciprocal and just gives so much back. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I love you. And I'm going to stop rambling now. (laughs) So let's see what else is in this episode. Oh, okay. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple practical things in this episode, um, mostly because it is where I have been spending so much of my time lately. And by so much, I mean most of my time. I'm not on social as much because I really have a limited working time. And so when I am working, I put my head down and I'm working on contracts. It really is the bread and butter of what I do in my business. I do operations consulting, business consulting, and custom legal contracts. And so I've gotten the same couple questions, queries, just on repeat for the past few months. And I thought it would be really helpful for you because everyone listening to this is some sort of entrepreneurial woman or entrepreneur, I should say. Um, Shout out to all the guys that listen to this show. We heart you so much. Um, And in the entrepreneurial space, in the business space, it is so important to have well-written customized contracts for what you do to protect your business. We know this by now. Um, but I think a lot of us still have questions about it because you're not an attorney and you're not a legal expert, nor should you be. You should be doing, you know, what you're the expert at, whether it's running a spin studio, teaching Pilates, uh, you know, expanding your treatment room, creating an aesthetics business a web business, like whatever that may be for you. And so, um, I actually have been saving a handful of these contracts to, or sorry, a handful of these questions about contracts to go through with you guys. So if this is you and your business owner, and you want some quick nuggets on contract wisdom and also liability insurance wisdom, here it is. If that's not you, don't worry. I still have some final thoughts at the end of the show. So Let's dive into contracts for a few minutes, shall we? Contracts to me are the best because they create clear expectations, guidelines, and communication between you and the person who the contract is with. Contracts really should be customized because we want to make sure that we're including all the nuances of your nuanced business and all the nuances of the deal that you're doing. Whether it's you're renting space to somebody, whether it's you're hiring somebody, whether it's they're doing a consent to a treatment, we really want to make sure that your contracts are unique to the exact situation that you're in, right? We wouldn't prescribe the same food to somebody if we were a nutritionist, we wouldn't provide the same workout. If we're a trainer, we wouldn't provide the same, uh, prescribe, excuse me, the same skincare regimen if we're an esthetician. So why should I prescribe you the exact same contract or why should I give it to you? I shouldn't, that's not fair. So what I wanted to do is dive into 
you know, some of the top mistakes and red flags I'm seeing in contracts. And, and uh, hopefully this is an opportunity for you to pull out yours and maybe look at them, or maybe this is the sign you've been looking for that you need to just shoot me a message and let's set up time to do contract review to make sure that you really are, you know, using forms and agreements that are best for you. So I have been doing a ton of contract review lately and the number one mistake that I see all the time, and this is something that you can just fix yourself. You don't even have to call me or tell me. You can just silently do this and you will already be in better shape than you were when this episode started, is if your business name, your legal business name, meaning if you're an LLC, what is your legal LLC name? If you're a corporation, if you're doing business ads, if you're a fictitious business name, whatever that may be, if your legal business name isn't in the contract, there is literally no contract. Something I see all the time is these really standardized forms that just say, by checking the box below, you agree to blah, 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 blah. And you are never specified. So we have no idea who the con- who the contracting party is, who's agreeing or consenting. The business owner is never mentioned in there once. So we have no idea who the consenting party is consenting to. And so you're, you know, you think you're signing away your life or your rights when in actuality, without party names to the contract, um, you don't have a contract. And so you might think that you are like so ahead of the game because of that, but actually you're, you're doing yourself a huge disservice by not having it. And so again, this is your sign. If your contract does not have your business legal name on it, please do that right now. Um, because that will, will literally make it valid and enforceable. And without it, it is invalid and unenforceable. Womp. We don't want that. Um, second thing I also see all the time is that people are putting their own personal names on contracts when they have businesses. Huge red flag to me. And here's why. Because when you open a legal entity like an LLC or a corporation, you're opening it for liability protection amongst other things. But the main legal reason is liability protection. Obviously the financial reasons are the taxes and the write-offs, right? But we know that there's financial reasons to open a business and there's legal reasons to open a business. And the legal reason is that it provides you liability protection so that if shit hits the fan, the only thing the business is liable for is whatever is owned by or held by the business, which also means that all of our contracts have to be in the name of the business. All of our insurance has to be in the name of the business. All of our everything, all of our policies, all of our accounts, everything needs to be in the name of the business. And here's why. Because if it's in your personal name and not the name of your business, you're effectively telling the government that you and your business are not separate. You are one and the same. And if you are one and the same, then if shit hits the fan, what you are liable for is now no longer just what your business owns. It's all of what you own. So let me explain this in a real world example. My business name is Stead Blanton Inc. And my name is obviously Daniel Stead Blanton. And so if I write a contract, all of my contracts are contracted with Stead Blanton Inc. And I sign it on behalf of the company. You will never see a contract say that you are contracting with Danielle Stead Blanton. Okay. And here's why, because like I said, my business owns very little. If you've been here long enough, you've heard me joke that my business owns a laptop and a printer and like a ring light and maybe like some iPad or um, my iPhone and like 
some headphones. Like my business doesn't own a lot, right? But I personally have a house and my husband's shoe collection, which I always joke about, um, and have my own shoe collection. And we have savings accounts and stock accounts and investment portfolios and all this other stuff that we don't want anyone touching. And so we have to make sure that whenever I do anything in the name of the business, it is always in the name of the business, business credit cards and bank accounts in the name of the business, insurance, business, all of my accounts that I use for the business, even for this podcast in the name of the business, because if anything goes in my name personally, I now am personally liable, which means Pat is also personally liable, which means Kona is also personally liable. And oh my God, we can't upset the dog. So number two mistake I always see people doing is that they're putting their personal name in the contract. They're even putting their personal name in the contract to the extent that they're saying, you know, um, I'm, you know, Stead Blanton Inc. I'm doing business as Danielle Stead and therefore you're contracting with me, Danielle. Sometimes people make simple mistakes as using the pronouns of her or he instead of it. As soon as you start referring to your business as a her or he, you're actually referring to yourself versus referring to your business as an it or a they. True story. People get nailed on all sorts of nuances like this. So one more time, if your contract doesn't have your business name or your contract doesn't have your legal name and or your contract has your personal name, you can fix those completely 100% on your own. You don't even need me. Um, other things I've seen that are like really glaring and I'd actually, I'm actually like quite surprised is how many contracts are not industry specific and service specific. So what I'm talking about industry specific is if you're in the aesthetics business, you should not be using a like trampoline park liability waiver that talks about how you could break your arm or that talks about, you know, um, orthopedic injuries or anything like that, right? You should be using an aesthetics waiver that talks about the exact side effects of injectables or neurotoxins or chemical peels. And it should actually say the exact side effects of the, what I said, service offered. It's really intriguing to me how often people will use a contract that just says, refers to the service. I agree to the service and all side effects. Okay, well, if we don't say what that service is and we don't agree to the side effects, then guess what? Your contract is unvalid, invalid, un invalid, oh my God, and unenforceable. So when you make it too broad and too general because you think you're protecting yourself, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. So don't do that. Second to last thing I'm always seeing is that contracts do not have state-specific language. Now, in industries like aesthetics and fitness, they're heavily regulated. We have state boards. We have state laws. There's language for fitness businesses, brick and mortars, that you need to have state-specific copy-paste languages. There are health codes that you need to abide by. Same thing as it relates to the aesthetics, especially if you're an injector, you do chemical peels, you break the skin in any way because you're a permanent makeup artist. There are so many health rules to put into place. There's so much compulsory language. There's HIPAA compliance. There's so many rules and nuances. <laughs> um, and if you don't know that they need to be there, guess what? One more time, your contract is invalid and unenforceable. And you can also get in trouble for not having those things in there, but you don't know this because your job isn't to know what your contract should say. Your job is to be the best fill in the blank possible, which is why you hire an attorney who should know what should go in the contract. 
So, and that kind of brings me to my very last point about contracts and like top mistakes that I'm seeing is that you're using old contracts. So maybe you're somebody who has proudly been in the game for 20 years. You go off sis. I am so proud of you. You keep doing you. However, if you've been using that same rusty contract for 20 years, guess what? Laws have changed. Language has changed. Rules have changed. And so if you're not updating it as you're updating your services, and if you're not updating it as laws are getting updated, then you're, you know, one more time, invalid, unenforceable. And stupid things as simple as, you know, there's court cases about being able to use the word any versus the phrase any and all. There are things in liability waivers that were deemed, you know, no longer kosher in the contract world in about 2018 or so. And so it's really interesting if you live in this industry that you see changes and you can also look at a document and I can tell you when it was written and for what purpose and and who did it because there's the tells in there but if you're not looking for the tells you don't know what to look for one more time like you know now you have a contract that you think is doing good but it's not so so that's hopefully a little educational crash course on red flags and contracts and why it's so important to this is my segue really have something customized now when i talk about contracts there's a scale for me Custom contracts are the green light. They're the gold standard. They're what we want you to use. They are the way to go. They are an investment in your business, but they are a one-time quick hit investment that will return tenfold, a bajillion fold if you do it right. Now, there's also template contracts, which are, I call them like the yellow light. Well, you proceed with caution, right? I have template contracts that I personally sell on my website. If you didn't know that, we have template contracts on my website that you can download and personalize for your business if custom is not in the cards for you right now. And I know that not everybody is in a position to make the investment in the custom contract, but you want what you, you know, you need to have it. So you go ahead and you invest in a template. I know there's a million templates floating around online for terms and conditions, terms of service, privacy policies, consents, independent contract agreements. I am you know, I see it. I have colleagues and friends who sell contracts. I sell or templates. I sell templates. So I totally get it. Um, and my biggest thing with templates being the yellow light is that we want to make sure that they are truly serving you and that they're not missing key phrases. So templates are the yellow light proceed with caution. They're not bad. They're not great. We all have run yellow lights in our days because we have places to go, right? We've all used the yellow light template contract because we need to have something in place so that we can move forward with our business. And then the last end of the spectrum are DIY contracts. They are to me a red light. They're not just a stop sign. They are a hard red light. They're a hard stop, a hard no. And DIY contracts are really dangerous because you just don't know what you're doing writing a legal agreement. I'm just going to say it. I love you, but you, you have no idea how to write a contract. (laughs) And I actually had a client reach out to me, um, a couple of weeks ago, asking that question, they said they're not in a position to invest in contracts. Should they just DIY it? Or somebody else reached out and said, I don't have time for you. I don't have time to wait for you to update this. LOL. Okay. Um, and so I'm just going to do it myself. What should it say? Oh my God. Without going on a rant about how disrespectful that is. Um, DIY contracts are like DIY anything else. If you want it done right, you should go to an expert. Are you going to DIY your oil change because you watched a YouTube video and you think you know what you're doing? Probably not. Are you going to DIY demoing your kitchen and redoing it because you don't want to pay a contractor? (laughs) Maybe. 
Like there are some things in life that you can DIY, right? You can paint the trim. You can plant a garden. But some things, and I always go back to this, it's like cutting your bangs. You have no idea what you're doing unless you are a hairstylist. So why would you DIY something that you have no idea what you're doing because you're hoping to cut corners when in actuality, what you could be doing is making the situation worse. Um, especially as it relates to updating your own contracts. I know a lot of people who, um, just, they find a template online and then they DIY it themselves because they just don't want to, um, invest the time or the money into leveling it up to where it needs to be. What I would say to you is that you um, are taking a huge risk in your hands. One, what you're doing is actually illegal too, because DIY doing a legal agreement is the unauthorized practice of law um, and you can actually get in trouble for it. Three, it's most likely going to be kind of enforceable, but kind of not. Um, And four, I just, I like, why would you mess around like that? So anyways, on my spectrum of where your contract should lie, green light is customized, made for you and your business, legal agreements that are a great investment that you can use over and over again, and that will pay you back in just the peace of mind and the liability protection. The yellow light, proceed with caution, are the templates because they are written by attorneys. They are good. They are going to get you most of the way there, but they're not necessarily going to be the best way to do it. And then DIYing it or writing your own is just a hard stop for me um, because just because you just don't know what you're doing. So anyways, that's my spiel on contracts. And then speaking of contracts, I wanted to provide you guys a really quick liability insurance check because when I'm doing liability contracts, I always dive in to my client's liability insurance because I'm going to ask you these questions. You'd be really surprised where people fall on the spectrum. So number one question I ask is, do you have liability insurance, professional liability insurance, whatever you are doing, whether you are teaching fitness, whether you are doing it virtually in person, online, on demand, whether you are touching people's faces via facial or touching their bodies via massage or physical therapy. Um, are you breaking skin because you're an injector, permanent makeup artist, Are you offering medical advice as a physical therapist, an actual therapist? Are you um, exposing yourself to HIPAA liability? Really, there's so many different types of liability insurance. However, the main question is, do you have it? If the answer is no, here's your sign. Sis, you need it. Um, Second question I ask is, what does it cover you to do? If you were around during the great 2020 migration to Zoom workouts, you've probably heard me talk about this ad nauseum. However, liability insurance does not always cover online workouts, which means liability insurance doesn't always cover everything you do. Liability insurance might not allow you to practice outside of the scope of your license, meaning maybe you shouldn't be dermaplaning in certain states, or maybe you shouldn't be doing chemical peels without a medical director, right? Liability insurance is really going to tell you what it covers and what you are allowed to do. And so if you're not sure what your insurance covers, and if you're not double sure that it covers every service you're offering, here is your sign to double check. Easiest way to double check email the broker who you got it from. Now, most of us got our insurance from like, um, you know, something online, whether it's Philadelphia, Liberty Mutual, ASPA, like ASCPA, sorry. Um, There's a lot of different organizations that offer very blanket general coverage for us professionals. And they have a customer service email, email them, ask them the question, 
ask it specifically, get them to reply back in writing because what we always want things in writing and just move on with our day. But if you don't know if what you're doing is covered by reliability insurance, then that's a huge, my armpits are sweating for you moment because we want to make sure that you're never caught with your pants around your ankles, right? We want to make sure that you are never caught doing something that you should not be doing. Um, Next question to ask is if you have employees or anyone works for you, does your liability insurance cover them? And if you have non-employees or non-people uh, who work for you who are independent contractors, I should say, do they have their own coverage? So if anybody is working under your umbrella brand, you want to make sure that they are covered either by your own insurance or by their own and then if they have their own insurance, are you on their plan as an additional insured or not? And also, does your plan allow you to have independent contractors who are not specifically listed on your plan to receive coverage? Let me say that one more time. So if you have a plan and it covers all of your employees, but you also have people who are independent contractors working for you, does your insurance cover those independent contractors do you need to name them or does your insurance not cover anything that they do? You really want to know, does it cover everything that happens under your roof or does it only cover what people who are on the policy are doing? So a couple considerations for you to think about. If you haven't, here's your sign. If you have a plus star student star sticker to you, um, but these are just little things that I feel like always fall through the cracks with clients and it's not a problem until it becomes a problem. You guys might have heard that the beginning of this month, I got rear ended on the freeway. I had everyone in the car, the kid, the dog, and thank God we were going like zero miles an hour. It was still enough to like crack a bunch of my back bumper and I need all this repair work. And of course, parts are on back order. So anyways, that's a whole other nightmare to deal with. However, the most important thing that matters and the only thing that matters is that we are all safe, but then also that the insurance on both my side and the person who hit us is covering hundred percent everything. And I always talk about having good car insurance and why it's so important because I have friends who have gotten their cars hit and the person's insurance is awful and then their insurance has to cover it and their insurance maybe doesn't cover everything. So anyways, that was a total segue, but insurance is the most important thing you can have. You don't realize how important it is until you need it. And when you need it, my God, you are so grateful to have it. So anyways, that's my spiel. I wanted to end this episode with a couple final thoughts. Um, and they are like a total 180 of what we've talked about. So, so here's kind of where where I'm coming from is I have, as you all know, had a huge transition in the past six months going from a solo business owner to a very pregnant business owner to navigating time away that I could be with my newborn child to easing back into work and now really being back to full speed. And it has been a really hard transition. It's been a wild transition. It has been one that I have not taken lightly. Um, and in that, I have received both so much grace and kindness and also so little grace and kindness from people. Um, on the podcast with my friend, Laura Sinclair, her episode of This Mother Means Business that she graciously allowed me to, to speak on, I shared how hard some of my clients were on me. 
I should say former clients, uh, after I had Carter because I wasn't available for them and I wasn't available at their beck and call. I wasn't willing to bend over backwards. I wasn't willing to break my own boundaries. And I have experienced that same level of urgency and indifference since then. And it's been really hard for me. It's been really, really hard as a business owner to make this transition. It's been really hard as a mom to make this transition. And it's been even harder when you recognize that you are, and maybe everyone who's listening to this does, or maybe you don't, you are a transaction for people. You are a transaction and you are just one more, you know, step in, in their process of their business. And I've been really blessed that some of my clients have become friends or we've become friendly, that we can comment on each other's stuff on Instagram, that we genuinely want well for each other. But I've also had experiences with clients where they've been very less gracious and kind and they're not getting email replies fast enough. And so I'm getting nasty follow-ups or I'm, you know, not getting things out to them as fast as they like. And I get a lot of pushback and I'm not sharing this to vent because Trust me, if I wanted to vent, you guys would hear me vent. You've heard me vent. <laughs> I'm sharing this because I realize that I am not alone in this situation in any sense. But what I realize is I think there is this collective burnout amongst everybody, amongst business owners. It is something I've talked to a lot of people about. And that while there might be the one or two annoying people on Instagram that's like, business is the easiest, most peaceful, fun thing for me, like sit down. It's really fucking hard. And I I say this as somebody who works with business owners all day long. Business is hard. Owning a business is hard. Running a business is hard. Employees are hard. And my biggest takeaway from people's behavior in the past six months or so is that we really need to take a breath and we really need to offer grace to each other, not just ourselves, but to each other. We need to understand that if we order takeout and our food is late, that they are working as hard as they can to get you your order because they want it done. We need to understand that people have so much more going on on the inside and behind closed doors and off their screens than you have any concept of. We need to offer grace to people that they are trying their best. And on some days, their best is 40% of what they have to give. And that 40% is therefore their 100%. And that 100% is what we get that day. And it's been shocking. It's been eye-opening. It's been heartbreaking. But it's also been a really tough and necessary lesson that I've learned is we're all struggling, fam. We're all struggling. It doesn't matter what you see on the outside. There's something that everyone is dealing with. And if we could just be nicer to each other in how we go through business, in how we go through life, in how we scroll social media, in the things we say to each other, my God, could we just imagine how the world would be? If we stopped demanding perfection from other people, if we stopped demanding what we want exactly when we want it. If we had a little bit more patience, if we had a little bit more acceptance, I, I feel like my whole life, my whole like world perspective has changed in the past six months. 
with how people treated me when I was pregnant, with how clients were so disrespectful of timelines, how clients blew me up in the hospital because I had to have a C-section and they needed something and how dare I have a child in the midst of their needs. I have seen people lose their shit because I'm not available 24 seven. And what it has done for me is taught me to be firmer in my boundaries. As you guys know, I love that. But also that the people who are out there lashing out and hurting you are the people that need the love the most. And I have come to the realization that people just need a lot more love right now. And it is not on you to provide it for them, but it is on you to offer them a better version of you than they are giving of themselves. So my final thoughts for this show is this is a really loving, inclusive, generous community. And I I don't think a single one of you applies to any of the things I just talked about. But if you could just take that thought with you, if you could put it in your heart, if you could, next time you interact with a small business owner, maybe getting a facial, just tell them you appreciate them. Maybe you get a massage and you're just tell them like how thankful you are for that space. You take a workout class and you thank the instructor for showing up and giving them that energy. If we could recognize that the people that we are relying on to pour into us need to be poured into themselves, I think we would just be in a little bit better of a place right now. So anyways, that is my final thought. I'm so happy you're here if you're still listening to this. I'm so grateful for you guys. And I cannot wait for the next few months episodes. Like I said, I have some powerhouse women coming on the show. I have an incredible, incredible hiring guide course coming out with one of my dear friends. There are so many awesome things happening in this community. Also, if you are listening to this on Friday or after a newsletter went out, which hasn't gone out in a really long time because mama hasn't been working all a lot. So anyways, all good things are going on here. I hope all good things are going on with you. I'd love to hear how you're doing. Drop me a DM, shoot me over something, or, you know, if you're feeling extra generous, make sure that you give this show a five stars and tell us what you love most about it. That would be so awesome. Anyways, fam, I love you guys so much until next week. Have a great one. Stay safe, be wild, and I'll talk to you soon.